Hey, when was the last time you and your spouse got to spend some alone time together? Just the two of you, maybe for the weekend, to get away and just enjoy time with each other. Well, that's what we're going to talk about on Mornings with Ken today. But first, go get that cup of coffee, put some cream in it, go get that virtual donut, set back, and enjoy the show. All right, first, uh, let me give some of you a free pass. Some of you are going to get a free pass today. You do not have to listen to Mornings with Ken. So if your marriage is perfect and you are just the happiest couple in the world and there's no problems, your wife does everything perfect, you're a perfect husband to your wife, then you get a free pass today. So go ahead, swipe the app closed, and go enjoy your day. But for the rest of us, <laughs> for the rest of us, um, hey, let's talk. Let's, let's talk about marriage. Dixie and I recently had a chance to get away for the weekend. And what a great time we had. What a blessing we had. Um, we went to a marriage event for a weekend, just, uh, you know, just, just meant for married couple couples. And, uh, it was great. We had a fantastic time. We enjoyed, um, all the speakers and the curriculum that we use to go through. And I know some of you might be, you know, think this is a little bit silly, um, but it's not, I mean, there's some good, good stuff. You know, you, you got to get wisdom where you can find it. Um, and of course, the event we went to was a Christian-based organization. And hey, I'm not too proud to say I can use some wisdom in a lot of areas of my life. And marriage is one of them. Because anytime you bring two, diff- two people, different personalities, different ideas, different way of doing things together you're going to have some conflict. It's just part of life. Um, You know, you have conflict at work. Sometimes you had conflict among friends. So why wouldn't you have conflict with your spouse? But um, being married, you know, you just can't uh, walk away from your spouse in in an argument. And, you know, there's some tools um, that that everybody can learn. And, um, Anyway, let me just go share some information that uh, just some things that I learned this weekend. Um, number one, your your spouse is not your enemy. 
Your spouse is not your enemy. Now, I knew that intellectually in my mind. Um, I knew I loved my wife. And she loves me. But sometimes you can view your spouse as your enemy. Um, Let me just give a broad example. Um, uh, Wow. uh, Dixie... Dixie asked me, asked me before going to work today if I would throw in a load of laundry and fold up the clothes that's in the dryer. And you know what? Before I left for work, I didn't do it. I just, I was packing my lunch and I got sidetracked. I was playing on my phone. I didn't do it. So later that evening, if Dixie comes home and, and uh, she says... She goes down to the basement, maybe to check on some clothes, and she comes upstairs and says, Hey, I I thought I asked you, would you please throw in a load of laundry before you left for work? And I go, yeah, I I didn't do it. And then, you know, Dixie might say, Well, why wouldn't you, I asked you to, why wouldn't you do that? Now, here's where the problem is. In my head, I could go, Why is she always bothering me with trivial stuff? Like, why does it matter that I didn't throw the clothes in the washing machine? Like, why is she always picking on me? Why is she bothering? I just want to sit and relax and enjoy my evening. So, man, why? Man, I just want to get away. Why Why she's always bringing stuff up that I didn't do? Man, I'm never good enough for her. So I've made my wife my enemy. I'm like, oh, she's always picking on me. She's mean to me. Why, why don't she just leave me alone? So then you build up resentment. But it's good to know, you have to remember, your spouse is not your enemy. Now, Dixie still loved me, but she just asked me to do something kind for her so we can all keep up on the house house chores. She's not my enemy. She's not nitpicking on me. But she wants our life to run smoothly and chores get done. And so she can spend more time with me. But I, I, a lot of times I was guilty of viewing my spouse as an enemy. Oh, she's picking on me. She's mad at me. She just wants to irritate me for no reason. No, no. Hey, and maybe many of you guys have, have already learned that years ago. Uh, but after 32, ma- 32 years of marriage, um, you know, I, I, I had to really concentrate on learning learning that. So that, that's one thing I learned this, pa- this weekend um, on our weekend together that we went off to. And Well, let's move on. Number two. Protect your spouse, or in this case, specifically men. Men, protect your wife. Protect your wife. I'm trying to word this uh, correctly. Uh, um, Protect your wife, both emotionally and spiritually. Now, I, I, you know, all of us men being in the workforce, whether it's in the warehouse, the factory, the office the golf course with friends. Sometimes men can get in a bad habit of agreeing 
with your guy friend at work or your co-worker. Oh man, last night my my wife just wouldn't start. She wouldn't stop, you know, correcting me and and, and telling me, well, you know, I didn't do this or I, I don't do this well or, you know, why didn't I, you know, change the baby that whatever. My my wife just she just nags me all the time, and then you might have another guy join in. Yeah, I know, man. I'm, my wife she's just constantly nagging me about stuff. Well, as as a Christian husband, our job is to protect our wife, protect your protect our wives. So in this case, use an example at a work. Um, a good Christian husband needs to protect his wife. One, you could just stay out of that conversation. Or two, you can enter the conversation and you could share about your wife. You know, hey guys, you know what? My wife, I love her. Um, yeah, we know we always have, we have difficulty just like everybody else. But you know what? I find my wife wants to tell me things because it's better for our relationship. And my wife is the most kind, sweetest woman. And, you know, maybe, you know, you have to kind of find out why your wife may feel a certain way and enter into conversation with her. And, uh, you know, so, but you can't, you're, as a Christian husband, you're not to, you know, entertain or join in the conversations negative about something you, your wife may have said or did. Your job as a Christian husband is to lift your wife up and say, man, I love my wife. She cares for me. And man, she's just great. And then spiritually, as a husband, um, you're to care for your wife spiritually, to encourage her um, spiritually. Hey, how you doing? You know, how you doing with what's bothering you lately? What What's that you and God? You know, what's your relationship like? And what's What's been on your mind? What's God teaching you? Are you in the Bible? And hey, do you think we're praying together enough? That kind of thing. So that was like kind of like the second thing. And I've known this for years. There's a difference of knowing the knowledge in your head, but not actually doing it. Like I knew all these things, but I just didn't put them into practice. So, all right, number three. Your marriage should reflect God's glory. Your marriage should reflect God's glory. And this one really stuck out to me because often I viewed marriage between a man and his wife and of course, God, you said your vows towards the Lord. Um, he's in your marriage. But as years go by, you, you, you just view the marriage between you and your spouse. You and your spouse. Um, hey, is, is, is my spouse feeling okay? Is she doing good? How, you know, how's our marriage doing? But you forget that your marriage is a reflection of God's... You need to reflect God's glory in your marriage. Marriage is really about... See, marriage is bigger than the marriage of the two becoming in one. 
that's an important part of it as far as you enter into marriage, um, you physically become one in, 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 in a sense, but you spiritually become one. And the purpose of that oneness is to reflect Christ's glory, is to glorify God in your marriage for the purpose. See, God had a bigger purpose for marriage. And, and this is kind of like it took a long time to get through my thick, my thick head. Our marriage serves a purpose to God's ultimate plan of salvation. Our marriage is a vessel for God to do his plan of salvation to mankind. See, God is a holy God. He's a sovereign God. And God wills that all men be saved. God will work out his plan. God will work out his plan. But he invites us to be in that plan as vessels to be used by him to carry out his plan to some extent. Yes, God is sovereign. But God's such a good God. He's allowed us to be part of his plan. And our marriage is to reflect the attributes of God so that men outside of God will see this marriage and say, wow, they have something different. They're really, wow, look at their marriage. And it's like, man, I got to talk to them. Like, what, what, like, how do they have such a good marriage? Or what's, there's something about that couple. Like, they really... They really seem to have a grasp on God. And they look how they love each other. Look how they love each other. So in that looking at a, looking at your marriage, if you reflect the attributes of God, God, or I should say the fruit of the Spirit, might be a better term. If you're, refl- if you're bringing forth fruit and that, re- and that points to God, that's God doing his plan in your marriage um, to bring the ultimate purpose of marriage, which is salvation. Now, we don't save anybody, of course, but God uses humanity to, to reflect back to him. And it points, it's to point people towards God, the creator, and wow, when that kind of hit me, like I knew it, but I didn't know it. And then when it kind of hit me that my marriage needs to point to God, I can go to church every week. I could be in my Bible every week. I can have a great prayer life. But I, if I'm neglecting my spouse and I don't honor my spouse... I'm not honoring God. See, people may not see, people won't see me in my prayer closet praying. People aren't going to necessarily see me at home spending my quiet time reading my Bible or studying things about the Bible. People aren't going to see that. Outside people, people outside of the church aren't going to see me on Sunday morning worshiping and praising God and listening to the pastor give his message. 
No, but what what people are going to see are my actions and my fruit outside of that, of those things. They're going to see my fruit and what it looks like. They're either going to see some good fruit or they're going to see some rotten fruit or no fruit at all. So I would rather show them some good fruit. And once they see the marriage, again, they're not going to see me in my Bible study. They're not going to see me in my quiet time, my worship time. They're going to see me how I'm responding to my wife at the restaurant. They're going to see me at work when the other guys are putting their wife down, say something negative and not building up their wives. That's what they're going to see. So, man, I want my fruit. I want my reflection to say, Ken loves his wife. Ken loves his wife. And why does he love his wife so much? Why does he do such good things for his wife? Why? And then he wants, man, Ken really loves his wife. And that, if I could point that, and then that reflects to God. I'm not doing these things on my own power, my own abilities. Um, I'm, I'm asking the Holy Spirit for help to uh, help me live a life that reflects God. So, hey, those were just uh, three things I learned over the weekend or that I should say I'm trying to put into practice. Uh, Number one, your wife is not your enemy. She's not your enemy. She's your helpmate. You guys are you guys are spurring each other on towards being all you can be in Christ. Number two, I'm to protect my wife or your spouse. I think that can kind of work both ways. But as men, I think it really falls on men to protect your wife emotionally and spiritually. And then the last one, your marriage should reflect the glory of God. Not to any benefit of us. Not to say, hey, look at this marriage couple. Look at me. We're doing it right. No. It's to reflect back to God. And that's what I think is so cool about it. My marriage is a is a, a tool of evangelism that God gives the married couple to be part of his plan that he's going to accomplish. But sometimes God likes to use, use us and uh, it's, it's, it's for sanctification. So, hey, that was, a, a, we had a great time. Um, hey, let's take a quick break. I'll tell you, I won't keep you too long, but I'm going to tell you a little bit about the weekend to remember um, right after this break. In our castle, the peace of Jesus reigns simply resting. We receive the joyous strains of the music that the Holy Ghost creates. And our harmony is a concert for the King. And our harmony is a concert for the King. We are His royal children and He provides the love we exchange. When a hey, welcome back. Hey, before we get to the last um, couple things I want to I want to talk about, 
I there's one more thing I learned. Number four, and we did the, the three. Number four, um, when you when you go to for your date night during your weekend, and you try to pick out a nice restaurant, because you know you really want to do something special for your spouse, so you you you, you go to a well, we our weekend was in Cleveland, and I always wanted to go to uh, like really an old traditional Italian restaurant. Well, I won't name any names, but we went to Little Italy in Cleveland, and I thought, you know, I always wanted to eat one of these nice restaurants, so we go in there and uh, we get seated and and uh, you know we place our order and. Uh, you know, everything's fine, fine, you know, good food. I think I like my food better than Dixie liked her meal, but I enjoyed it. But you know, you're kind of in trouble when when they don't have like the prices next to the meal. Like that's how you kind of know you're in a, a fancy place. Like when they don't really list the prices on the menu, then, you know, it's like, well, then you, if you have to know the price, you probably shouldn't be there. But... <laughs> But anyway, I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be expensive. This is going to be expensive, but it's worth it because it's a special night. Dixie's looking beautiful, you know, and okay, this is cool. Then we got our bill. I mean, it was like $100. $100, folks, for the two of us. And we didn't get anything, like, we didn't get appetite. Did we get appetizers? I think we did get an appetizer. Like, we got, so we did get an appetizer. But then we just had, Dixie had, uh, uh, well, it, we didn't get anything extra. Like, we didn't get dessert. We didn't order $100. So that's number four. Uh, be careful when you do your date night. Um, yeah, have fun with a nice, fancy Italian restaurant. It was good, though. Um, good food, and uh, anyway, a uh, last couple things I wanted wanted to mention here was um, what was neat about this marriage seminar that we went to on that weekend was to see. I think they said there was 400, 400 people or four hundred couples. No, I think four hundred. So anyway, there's four hundred people there. Power that is, and. Uh, it was neat to see that many people together who care enough about their marriage to say, hey, you know what? We don't have it together. You know, we're, we, we're here to learn a couple things. Or, or maybe, you know, like the one speaker said that, you know, you might be here just to, you know, tap off the oil. Maybe oil will get a little bit low. And you need to tap off the oil a little bit. Your marriage is going good. Everything's fine. You just kind of, you know, maybe need to freshen up the car there a little bit. You know, um, or, or maybe you need a complete oil change. That oil's gotten black and dirty and gritty. And you need an oil change. So you got some work to do. Or, hey, maybe you need tires changed on that car, on your marriage. So everybody could be at different states. Uh, you know, in your marriage, but it was neat to see like over four, like 400 people there who were, who were there because they valued their marriage. And I would say most of them there were 
um, believers and followers of Christ. And um, it was neat to see, though, that we're not alone. Like in, in the Christian marriage, you're not alone. People are going through the exact same thing, issues that you are. I mean, in, you know, in a, in a way, you know, we all have different things that we're going through. And chances are the person right next to you is having the same problems you're having. Same issues, same communication problems. So you're not alone. It, you're not odd. In fact, you're normal. If you're there, you're normal. And it was just neat to see. And you know, I'm a people watcher. I'm a people watcher. So I kind of got blessed. But, I, I, you know, I'm eyeing people out. Now, I don't know their inside stories because I'm just people watching, you know. So, you know, nothing creepy, but I'm just kind of like, hey, you're just looking around. Hey, there's a nice young couple over there. Oh, looks so cute. They look like they're about 20 years old. Just starting on life. I think they said they were married eight weeks or something. Oh, nice young couple over there. You know, coming to a marriage seminar. Good for them, you know. Oh, look at this. Oh, they've been married 53 years. This one couple, older couple, they got a special reward for um, being married for 53 years. And and the speaker made a good remark. Look, after 53 years of marriage, he still wants to invest in his marriage, this this old couple, uh, older couple. 53 years of being married, and he's still, they're still willing to invest in their marriage. And I thought that was, I thought that was neat. But, you know, I had people watching. I was watching this one couple that was sitting in the area. And, and I don't know, this just their countenance. The, the man sitting there with his arms crossed and his legs stretched out and crossed. And, and the spouse is looking, you know, just a sour look on her face. And just kind of, you could almost see the anger in her, in her brows above her eye. And both of them look like they didn't want to be there. They look like... It's just like the last place they want to be. But it was neat. Towards the end of the sessions on the last night, um, I saw the lady. She looked like her whole face was changed. And she's taking notes in the notebook. And she, she almost had a smile on her face. But her countenance had changed. Her face had changed. And the guy was more looked more receptive. And it, 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 it's like, wow, look at the Holy Spirit just working in people's lives. So it was, pre- it was pretty neat. And I'll leave you with this last thing that um, I, I I liked about being there. Um, I, you know, I, I was sitting at a a table, in a bar area, not no liquor, but just a bar area. Hey, no, <laughs> let's not go there. Um, anyway, we're sitting there. Uh, another guy from another state comes out. He's he's from out. He's not from Ohio. He's from out of. Honestly, he, he sets, we're sitting there together then. We don't know each other, you know, first time. So we start chit-chatting. Hey, you know, where are you from? Where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, you know, it was a time when the wives were in session but just by themselves. They had times when the wife had a sessions by And then the men would have a session unto themselves. But anyway, me and this guy, um, 
Hey, if there was an interruption right there, uh, I apologize for that. There was a slight interruption in the stream there. But anyway, so me and this other guy, we're just sitting there. We're chit-chatting, kind of getting to know each other a little bit. And we, and he just started sharing. like, yeah, you know, um, we asked each other how we were liking the seminar and everything. And, and uh, I told him, well, I think me, me and my wife are liking it real well. It seems to be really good. We're enjoying it. And the, the other gentleman's like, oh, you know, my wife's just like, she's not into it. Like, she's not buying into it. She's not, doesn't seem very receptive to what's being said. And, and um, yeah, he, we, he, we were just sharing. We were just sharing life together. I didn't know this guy from anywhere. He doesn't know me. Um, like, we're not revealing dark, deepest secrets. We don't one another. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're strangers. But, but the one thing we have in common is Christ. We both were believers, and that's what we had in common. Um, you know, he's from another state. He's from wherever. Um, but we just had Christ in common. We had Christ in common. And we were able to share, and he was able to share some stuff that was on his heart. And, uh, you know, I shared some stuff and just, and, uh, you know, we talked some more and, and, you know, we, and I, you know, I thought, you know, I pray for you. I'm going to pray that your wife is more receptive and God works in your marriage and all that. And, you know, um, with 400 people there, um, you, you can't always, you know, see the person later on, but, um, at the last night, the last night of uh, the session, um, I did happen to see him, and um, they both were embracing each other, and just you could see their faces, and um, the wife looked uh, very happy, and it was just awesome to see that I'm assuming God was working in their marriage, the Holy Spirit was doing something in their marriage and they were embracing each other and tears were shed and, and it was just it was nice it was nice to see and uh, and that's why we need community with others we need to um, connect with one another especially you know as believers we need to be there for each other because we're all going through the same things different versions different time different seasons of life different issues but in a way, we, we all have similar things that we're going through in marriage and in our Christian walk. And it's neat to have brothers and sisters around you in the same place, all focused on restoring your marriage, enhancing your marriage. And uh, it was great, great time. I would highly recommend... Uh, a getaway with you and your spouse. And if you're interested, uh, Family Life, I believe it was called Family Life Organization. Family Life Organization. And um, uh, the, their seminars are called Weekend Weekend to Remember. A Weekend to Remember. So you can just, you can just search for a Weekend to Remember. Uh, Family Life. Um, they have an app. Go to the app, Family Life app. And... Uh, Look into it. It, it, I I think you, I know you're going to be blessed. You're going to be blessed. So, hey, thanks for stopping by today. And, uh,
hey, let's do this again real soon. All right. I love you guys. Bye-bye now.